Let's pray for him. Please pray for our pastor. You know, he, he, he's always been there. And, 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 and when he can't, when he don't come out, we know that he's going through. So just, just keep him in your, in, in your, in your prayers. And to my new mission family, ministers, I thank God for you. To my, my family, my mother-in-law, my aunts and cousins and all my families. To my wife. <laughs> my my good thing. <laughs> Y'all don't know God has been good to me. <laughs> if you have your Bibles. turn to the book of Genesis. Book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. We'll be reading from verse 1 through to verse 4. Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 through to verse 4. And he read thus in our hearing. He said, Now the Lord has said unto Abram, And from get thee out of your country, and from your kindred, and from your father's house, unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great. And you will be a blessing, and I will bless them who bless you, and curse him who curses you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord has spoken unto him. And Lot went with him, and Abram was 70 and 5 years old when he departed out of Haran. You may be seated. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, I need you. I need you now more than ever. I need you now more than I needed you yesterday. I need you now more than I needed you earlier this morning. In this moment, Lord, I, I need you right now. Because, Lord, I don't have nothing to say. But you, I believe you have a word, Lord God. So I pray that you will speak. That, 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 that you will exalt yourself, that you will make clear, that you will make plain. Yes, what is it that we need to hear? We need a word from you. Yes, Lord. So, Lord, 
Speak. Have your way, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. From this passage, I was when I read this passage of scripture, uh, something came to mind, and it was not the traditional way of, of, of what we always hear people speak about when dealing with, with, with this scripture. And what came to my, my, my mind was, it is within reach. It is within reach. You see, we have to, we have to know that. We have to know that, the, the, and what I'm talking about that is in reach, we have to know that the blessings of God is, is within reach. We have to know that the promises of God are within reach. You see, we have to know that. Because if we, we have to believe that. We have to have that hope that the promises of God are within reach. Because if the promises of God, if we don't believe that the promises of God is within reach, we are in bad, we are in bad shape. If we don't believe that. Because when I look through the Bible, I see a lot of promises that, that, that God makes to his people. So let me, let me begin by asking you a question. Have you been promised anything? I, I, be, I believe it is safe to say that all of us have been promised something. At some point in our lives, somebody had made us a promise. But what makes us so sure that the promise will be fulfilled? You see, I, and I, I, let me get a little personal because I have always heard the saying that a promise is a comfort to a fool. And, and, and since I don't consider myself a fool... Why should I have confidence in promises? Why should I hold promises dear to me? If I, if I believe in the saying that they are nothing but a comfort to a fool. You see, you see the, the, the promise of man is, is, is vague and hold no weights as, as man is always going back on his promises. You see, they, the promises of man is always based on emotions. How do I feel when I'm making the promise? And how do I feel when it's time for the promise to be fulfilled? And, and because of, of, of these, these things, these experiences, we all have been scarred by broken promises. And it makes it hard to, to trust. It makes it, it, makes it difficult to, to believe in a promise. But I want to tell you today that I know somebody who is, who is trustworthy. I, I know somebody who stays true to, to, to their word. I know somebody who is honorable. I know somebody who you can believe that whatever he promises, whatever he says, 
that he will do, that he will stay true to his word. I know somebody. You see, we have, to, we have to believe that the promises of God are always true. Whether conditional or unconditional. Because God don't just make one kind of promises. Not all his promises are conditional. And not all his promises are unconditional. But, but so how do we... But once, just bear with me as I get through this and we'll, as I try to explain the, 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 also the difference between, between the two. All right. All right. So, so the promises of God are true whether they are conditional or are unconditional. Numbers, but Numbers chapter 23 verse 19 tells us that God is not a man that he should lie. He also tells us in 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9 that he is not slack concerning his promise. And it tells me that God has a track record of being trustworthy. So, so since God is not a man that he should lie, since God is not slack concerning his promise. That is good news that I can trust in his word. That is good news that I can trust in what he said. Conditional promises. Conditional promise often follows an if. If you, I will. It, it, it always follows an if. And, and, what, and what, it, what God is doing, what this does, it presents the opportunity for us to receive. An opportunity to inherit something that is in the will of God for us to inherit. You see, if God has no intention of giving it, he would have never promise it. If he had no intention of giving it, he would have never promised it. So we got to understand that it is within reach. But also we got to understand that it is activated by the combination of faith and works. As the Bible tells us in James 2, 17, tells us that faith without works is dead. Yes, sir. So, 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 so the, the conditional promise, there is a works that is attached to it. And, and I'm willing to do the work because I have faith. Because I believe in, in the word of God. I believe that if I do what God says, if I do the work that God says that I'm supposed to do and he will
it's, it's, it's a combination of, of the two. But there also there are unconditional promises. These promises have no if attached to it. Just, just plain and simple. He have no if attached to it. That means that the, the unconditional promise is made according to the state of being. The, that means that the, the stipulation is already fulfilled. Let, let's, let's, let's look at Genesis chapter 28, ver, verse 12 and, th and 13. They have it on the screen in a minute. Genesis chapter 28. 28. Verse 12 and 13. This is, we, 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 we often, this is often referred to as Jacob's ladder. In, in this portion of scripture. But, but we got, but, but let's go back a little bit and, and, and talk about Jacob for a minute. Because here Jacob was in this, this vision after he has stolen the birthright of his brother. Here is Jacob in this place having this dream and God and he saw the Lord standing above and asking and he saw the Lord standing and, and the Lord offered him something. But, but in, this, in this passage of scripture, it tells us, it didn't tell us that Jacob had to do anything. He didn't have to do anything. God just told him that, I will. I will, I will give you this. I will give you that. And, and we got to understand that reason why God does this is because the promise, the stipulation was already fulfilled. Amen. You see, the stipulation was fulfilled in Abraham. Because when God called Abraham, where he said, leave in, in, in Genesis chapter 12, verse, verse 1, he told him to leave. Your father's house, leave your kindred to a place that I will show you and I will make of you a great nation and I will bless them that bless you and I will curse them that cursed you and in your seed all the nations of the world will be blessed. So here is Jacob walking in that blessing that God had, that God had promised to his father Abraham. So here is an unconditional promise that God is going to bless him regardless. He didn't have to do nothing to receive the blessing. Just the fact that he was the seed of Abraham. The stipulation was already fulfilled. Don't God say, I will never leave you nor forsake 
But my question is, who is the you? Who is the you? And let me ask it another way. If you, because the man said, well, it's me. My question is, who are you? Who are you? Are you not a child of God? Are you not a child of the king? Haven't he paid a price for you? Haven't he delivered you? Haven't he regarded you as his own? So I will never leave you nor forsake you. That is an unconditional promise because the stipulation has already been fulfilled. So we, so we see that the, the, the promises of Abraham in Genesis 12 was one that had a conditional clause to it. A conditioning that was based on Abraham leaving and, and, and God showing him, of him being obedient to God and God showing him what he had for him. But, but when I look, when I go to the scripture, I see, I see a problem in it. I see, I see an issue. Because Abraham left his country and his, and his father's house. He left his kindred, but he has one kindred with him. He, he had his nephew, Lot. God told him to leave everybody. God told him to leave everybody. But he brought he brought one. And as I begin to look through this, I realize that there are some principles in this passage. There are some examples that we can apply to our lives. Because even though they happened uh, years ago, but the principles of God remain the same. The principles of God, it travels from family to family. It doesn't matter. It, pro it, it travels from dispensation to dispensation. The principles of God remains the same. But I understand that in this passage that whenever there is a promise that there are obstacles. There is always something that's trying to hinder the promise from being fulfilled. So, so, so I have, allow me, I have two, just two points that, that I want to make this morning. One being we cannot avoid the condition clause. We cannot avoid the condition clause. You see, what the condition clause does, it hinders God from doing what he wants to do for us to the extent 
that he wants to do it. Genesis chapter, two, Genesis chapter 13, verse 14 and 15. Here is Abraham. He have left his country. He has left his kindred but one. And he is walking with God. He is walking with God. But I noticed something happened in in this passage. That God did not show Abraham the extent of the land until Lot was separated from him. It said, and the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lot was separated from him, Lift up your eyes and look to the look from the place where thou art. He said, look northward. He said, look southward. Look eastward and look westward. But we got to know, catch this, not until, not until. Lot was separated from him. You see, God called and there was a response to follow. Abraham responded in, verse, in chapter 12, verse 1. In, in verse 6 and 7, God gives confirmation that yes, indeed, Abraham was in the place. He confirmed to Abraham that yes, you were in the place, but we're going to understand that the confirmation was not the extent of what God has in store for him. You see, sometimes we, we, we receive our calling from God, and we respond to the call. And God gives confirmation that, yes, indeed, I did call. Yes, indeed, you are a new creature. Yes, indeed, you are a new creation. Yes, indeed, you are a holy nation. Yes, indeed, you are a royal priesthood. But we become satisfied with the fact that he gave us a confirmation. But that is not all that God has in store for us. Didn't didn't he tell us that the, the thief come to steal, to kill? And to destroy. But I come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. But but how many times do we we know that we have life and we are right? How many times we left so much on the table that God is willing to give, that God wants to give, that God has in his plans to give. But because we come satisfied with where we are. Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, 33. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And, and all 
and all will be added unto you. So, but, but why do you bring up the, the, why do you bring up this, this, this verse, preacher? We got to understand that there is a stipulation in seeking the kingdom. We got to understand there is a stipulation in the kingdom being priority in our lives. He said, do that first. He said, do that first. And then I will give you everything else that you need. Do that first. And I will give you other things that I have in my hands for you. He said, do that first. But the but this, this. We, we 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 cannot take a shortcut. We cannot take the shortcut. Claiming what's promised, expecting God. To go against his word. Claiming it. You see, the fact of the matter is. We can claim it until we are blue in the face. You know, we have this, you name it and claim it. What it is that you want, name it and, and claim it. And God will give it to you. But, but, but I want to tell somebody this morning that you can name it and claim it as much as you want. If, if the stipulation is not fulfilled, you're not going to get it. We, we, and I believe we have God in a position sometime where his hands seems like they have handcuffs on him. We have him bound sometimes because there are some things that he really wants to do. There are some blessings that he really wants to release. But because we refuse to fulfill the stipulation, because we, we, we refuse to do what God says to do in order to release him, that he may do for us what he wants to do. We have him. And, and, he, and he's burning with desire. Because he really wants to give us. He really wants to bless us. Because we are his children. He really wants to give us the desires of our heart. But because we refuse. 
because we refuse to fulfill the stipulation. But we have the nerves, we have the nerves to want God to go against himself. We have the nerves to want God to go back on his words. We have the nerves to think that we are all that, that we can have God give us what we want without doing what he said we have to do in order for us to receive it. And Lord, Lord, you promise that you will give me the desires of my heart. And Lord, I desire this. And Lord, I desire that. But God is just standing there pointing at the stipulation. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And until... I know you want it, yeah. but, but, but the stipulation yeah. is right there. Yeah. The stipulation yeah. is in my way. Yeah. The stipulation yeah. is holding me back. Right. I want to do it, yes, but I can't. Yeah. I can't do it because yeah. I can't go against myself. I can't go against my word. I have to stay true to who I am. Allow me to make another point. This is my second one. I told you I had two. The release is in God's time. The release is in God's time. The unconditional promise, you will have to do nothing. It's already been done. In spite of that, the release is in God's time. The conditional promise, even though you have fulfilled the stipulations, the release is in God's time. We know that the song we sing that he's an untying God. And, and we reiterate, yes, he is. <laughs> He's an on-time God. And we say, yes, he is. They say he may not come when you want him. But, but he's sure enough on time. He's an on-time God. Yes. So if he's such an untimed God, why? Why we don't want to wait? If we know, if we believe that he is, he's on time. He's on time. If we know that he is on time, 
like we sing, like we, we, like we say, the what is the problem? What, 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 seems to be the, what seems to be the issue? But, but, but let me be honest, I have a problem waiting too. I have a problem waiting too. But, but, we, but if we get to the place where we understand that it doesn't matter what you want, it doesn't matter how badly you want it, that God is an on-time God. If we, if we get it that the release is in his time, and his time is always on time. Oh, if I, if I need something, I don't want to get it when it wasn't time. I want it right on time. Have you ever had some money and, 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 and you, you spend it foolishly? Yeah. You didn't spend it on what you really should have spent it on? Yeah. And then it run out and there's something that really, that comes up and now you really need that money. Don't, 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 don't you wish that the money you had then, you, you would have it right now? And, and, and that's how God works. He knows that you're going to need it now more than you wanted it then. So he waited until you really, oh, he, he's an untying God. He's an untying God. See, our, our, imp our impatience can create problems for ourselves. You see, Sarah, Sarah impatience produced an Ishmael. And, and, and right now we have problems. We, 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 we have problems that comes from the result of not not, 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 not waiting. He produced an Ishmael because she didn't see herself as being able to have children. So it goes back to we have to believe the promises of God. We have to believe that whatever he say, <laughs> he's got, we got to believe that the promises of God is within reach. Because if we believe that it is within reach, we will wait, even when it don't look like it's going to happen. But God said, God said, and because God said it, I'm going to wait until my change comes. Because God said, I'm going to wait until he releases it. Because God said it. The, the, the Caleb, one of the 12 spies, one of the two that brought back a good report. The Bible tells us that God promised Caleb that he was going to give him the land. The land in which he tried, he was going to give it to him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
Caleb had to wait. Caleb was 40 at the time when God made him the promise. Caleb had to wait 45 years for the promise to be fulfilled. But, but, but the Bible tells us also that Caleb was just as strong when he received the blessing as when it was promised to him. So, so you might see yourself like I'm getting old. I'm, Lord, I'm not getting no younger. Lord, I'm, I'm getting up there in age. But, but for the fact of the matter is that God made you that promise. And, and, and God is faithful. God is not slack concerning his promise. Then we ought to wait on the Lord. The Bible said wait on the Lord. And be of good courage. And he will strengthen the heart. And he says it again. He said wait I say. Uh, on, the, on the Lord. Yeah. You see, we got to understand also that the blessing is in Christ. Amen. The blessing Hallelujah. is in Hallelujah. Christ. Hallelujah. What blessing am I talking about? The blessing that God promised to Abraham. God told Abraham that in your seed all the nations of the earth will be will be blessed. So, so, so what it tells us that in Romans chapter 4 verse 3, it tells us that the same righteousness that was accounted to Abraham is accounted to us through Christ. So, so the promises of Abraham lives on. We are inheriting that promise. We are walking in that promise. That promise has been extended to, to, to us. But, but I hear David say that, that, that blessed is the man whose transgression are forgiven. To whom God imputes righteousness. You see, blessed is a pronounced is a divine pronouncement. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And it's translated happy, favored, righteous, yes, fortunate. Yes, sir. It's a condition where one is deeply secure and content yes, in God. Hallelujah. You are contented in God. And, and then you know the songwriter say, Father Abraham has many sons. Many sons have Father Abraham, yeah. and I am one of them, yeah. and so are you. Yeah. So let us Hallelujah. praise Hallelujah. the Lord. Yeah. My question to you this morning, are you a son of Abraham? Yeah. Are you a child of Abraham? Yeah. Have you been redeemed by the blood Hallelujah. of the Lamb? Yeah. Have you been transformed? Yeah. Have you been born again? Yeah. Are you in line to receive these promises that God 
promise to Abraham. But I see God as the, as the first preacher of the gospel. And I begin to see how everything was falling into place. I see God as the first preacher of the gospel. And he began to preach in Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. When, when, when he said, I will put enmity between you and the woman. And between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head. And you shall bruise his heel. Yes, sir. And, and the Bible also tells us that the he was Christ. Yes, sir. He also tells us that he was wounded for our transgression. Yes. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. But I see God continue preaching to Abraham when he said, in your seed, in, in your seed, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. Will be blessed. If we want the blessing of God that is available, we have to put our trust in Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no man no man can come to the Father but through me. He said there ain't no other road around it. There's no other way to him. It is through me. So my question is that I want to tell you today that God, the same way God called Abraham, he is calling today. And he said, come unto me. All ye that labor on our heavy laden and I will give you rest. He's saying, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, I don't know what you're going through today. But I can tell you that Jesus is able to save. I, I can say to you today, if you're rich, you, you, you need to come. I want to tell you that if you're poor, you, you, you need to come. <laughs> If you're hurting, you need to come. If you're lonely, you need to come. It doesn't matter what you're going through. God is calling. Jesus is calling to come. Come unto me. He said, come on, come on, come on. I got something for you. I have some promises for you. That is within reach. If you only come to me. If you only walk in my word. If you only walk in my truth, I will give unto you all the blessing that was promised through Abraham. So won't you come to Jesus? Won't you come right now? He is calling. He is calling. Won't you come?